this is Sibling Rivalries, uh, this podcast with my brother Caleb and myself, Chrisanne, where and we- And your kids in the background. Can you hear them? Yeah, a little bit. At first it was cute and then it got louder. <laughs> okay, so uh, we are trying something new and um, we are calling them family conflicts. So the idea is that we'll do these short episodes in between our usual uh, stuff that we post um, and we'll just talk about like things that Christians are arguing about right now on Twitter or, you know, I don't know, wherever, wherever we can find them. Yeah. Or if you guys have a, you read a headline or something interesting, send us an email at sibrivalries at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. And yeah, we'll just talk about it. Yeah, basically, we're just going to look at this headline, take it at face value, and just kind of talk about it. Knee-jerk reactions from the perspective of two Christians sitting on... Of a heretic and an evangelical. So today I uh, I saw this article. Well, it wasn't an article. It was a video. And probably people know about it. Um, this guy, Brandon Robertson, he's... I guess he's like a reverend church leader somewhere. I don't know where. Um, I tried to not like do a whole lot of research because the idea of this is knee-jerk reaction. So I saw it and was like, oh, we should talk about it. Nice. Uh, but there was a video on YouTube where he was saying that Jesus may have been a racist. So, you know, the story where the woman comes, the Gentile woman comes to Jesus and is like, Hey, can you cure, heal my daughter? And he's like, it's not good to give the child's children's food to the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah but even dogs get scraps. And he was like, in all Israel, okay, this is the faith you need. Yeah. And so yeah. your daughter is healed. So he takes that. And I, apparently this is also a guy, uh, Miguel de la Torre. That's a Spanish name, and I butchered it. Um, Miguel but I found de la Torre. A... Yeah, there you go. You killed my father. Prepared to die. Uh, <laughs> I found a tweet by Brandon Robertson who links to an article where he talks basically about the same thing. But the idea, the exegesis that Robertson gave was that when Jesus says it's not good to give the children's food to the dogs, he says that he's calling her a dog and that it was a racial slur and that she says, yeah, but even the dogs get scraps and Jesus is confronted by his own racial biases Mm -hmm. and repents of that and then heals her daughter. So he's claiming that Jesus, that the, the racist part was that Jesus refused to help this woman and called her a dog. And then her Re, like basically talking to him changed his mind and made him repent. That was my understanding. Okay. So I guess like, I don't know. I don't really have like, my thought is, I guess I just have questions. Like, <laughs> do we know that calling someone a dog was like a racial slur? I mean, that passage is troubling when you read it, you know, as a woman, I guess. I don't know. But I, I just, um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't see why it would be obvious that he was being racist. Yeah. Like any more than he was being sexist, I guess. And 
I don't know. It doesn't seem obvious to me. But that even that's... even then, I don't think it's sexism because it's because one, he doesn't call her a dog. He says it's not good to give the children's food to the dogs. And he's saying, I came like I'm a Jew. I came for the Jews. You're yeah. Gentile. I'm here to, to reach the Jews. And then she shows faith. And then he let's actually find the passage and see what what he actually said. So Matthew 15 this woman, so Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So right there he's saying, like, I'm, I'm not here for Gentiles. I'm here for Israel mm-hmm. because it's is from the line of David and from the promise given to Abraham that the kingdom will be established. Eventually it'll go to the world, but it starts with Israel. Then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. So again, he's not saying you're a dog, but just, I think he's using that. When I read it, Mm -hmm. I think he's using that image to say like, I'm here to give food to the kids. It's not, it's not, going to the dogs like it's it's not for the gentiles it's for israel and she says yes lord even little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table and he said oh woman great is your faith let it be as you desire Hmm. so i don't see any racial bias i don't see a sexual bias first of all the racial bias is like if there was a racial bias it wasn't a racial bias the way we have today because she probably looked just like everyone else who was there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's, I it's could just see... the thing that, the thing that troubles me is to say that Jesus had a racial bias, that he was kind of racist and that he had to repent of it. Um, because that to me, it's a big red flag. Cause it's, it's that idea like Jesus sinned. Jesus was fallen just like everyone yeah. else. And, and see, one of the cornerstones is without sin. Well, I don't know. I'm that doesn't bother me as much because I think, you know, it do, it doesn't um, offend my sensibilities that Jesus could have made mistakes. I think that's very human, and could have even repented. You know, I think I don't think that being racist is a sin in the way of like, like I think if you're grow if you're just raised to see people a different way and you don't know any better i don't think that you're like morally wrong <laughs> or something you know i think once you learn better you do better you know and so i don't think that that would even be i don't know that that wouldn't bother me so much i guess it's more just that like um the that like jesus is not a what is happening there is seems to me to be like theater And, you know, to be something to show the people that were watching this thing take place to give them some principles. And, um, and so I kind of, it's almost like you're calling somebody who, I don't know, it's like somebody acts in a movie, like they are a murderer and you call them a murderer. Like, I, you know, I think Jesus is playing a part in this case with the woman. I think he's saying, he's using his words carefully and he knows who his audience is. And yeah. he, he's trying to illustrate that, you know, it is your faith and it's not 
how you were born. So he's actually illustrating the exact opposite of <laughs> racism, you know, of being yeah. biased to people because of who they are, where they were born or what family they belong to. But he's doing that by playing into the biases of the time and the biases of the audience. And yeah. so, you know, to me, it just doesn't seem like I don't really understand. And maybe I should read the article, but, you know, I don't understand the the efficacy of calling Jesus racist in that instance. It's like, well, he's he ends up proving the opposite point. So if he was, I yeah. guess it doesn't matter. So, so it, I agree with you. I think that there's <clears throat> I think this interaction and the way Jesus handled it is not only for her benefit, but also for the benefit of the disciples. Cause the disciples said, send her away for she cries out to us. Mm-hmm. And the disciples were like, Oh yeah, we're here for the Jews. But then she shows this faith, which shows because Jesus does what she wants. And yeah. Reward to it. Yeah. It, it shows you're not one of the dogs. You're one of the children. Yeah. Like because of your faith, you are one of the children. Mm-hmm. And now the disciples also see Jesus just said, it's not good to give the little children's food to the dogs, but I'm going to do this for you because of your faith. So now yeah. the disciples, it kind of starts to open them up to, and that's just, that's also very knee jerk exegesis. Cause I just kind of thought of that. Well, sure. Um, but it's, I mean, don't you think that's so much more powerful though? Like yeah, for the disciples, that probably would be what their reaction would be, right? Like they would say something like that to, we know that like um, relations between like Samaritans and Jews, and, like it was really rough right. and they were very insulting. And so like probably they would have said like, no, like F you, go away, you know? And so Jesus is well, coming, <laughs> right. And Jesus, so Jesus is showing them like, look, guys, I'm on your side. And then he flips that whole us versus them thing on its head like he always does and says, I'm on her side, too, you know, and yeah, but but he does it in a way that keeps them like you said, it's like, this is how they would respond. And so it's keeping them in on this. And, and I think one of the one of the reasons I saw it being so contentious, and I thought we should talk about it yeah, yeah. was that idea that Jesus repented, because he didn't oh. expound on that. He just said Jesus repented of his racial biases. And so it kind of gives the image that Jesus had sin. But then we have to change the apostles teaching in the New Testament where it says he who is without sin. And, and, and everywhere that it mentions that, now we have to address that. So for me, my first, my, my knee jerk reaction wouldn't be, this guy's a heretic. No one should should listen to him he shouldn't be leading a church yeah like on this teaching alone i don't think i could say that um but to me it is a huge red flag because i think it is if he is saying that jesus had sin then i really want to know what he says about the rest of the new testament um and and i think it's a very it's the word i'm looking for irresponsible exegesis of the passage Mm. um so for me, if I went into a church on a Sunday morning and the the preacher gave this message, I would have I'd have some reservations, and it would be a big red flag for me. Sure. Um, but I wouldn't be so quick just based on this to say like you're a heretic and you're well, you're not in the you're not in the kingdom or you're not a Christian sure. or anything like that. Well, and I think in in an effort to seek like you know unity even though you don't have to agree with his exegesis, the value, I think the potential, again, without having read this article or 
<laughs> or gone to this guy's right. website or whatever. Hearing only my yeah. totally unbiased opinion. Yeah, but I could see real value to the body of Christ in that if he's, you know, if he's saying, look, even Jesus, like, like, repented without shame, like that, you know, because I think a lot of times when we, that, that idea of like sin or being wrong is so loaded that it's like the worst thing in the world to, to, you know, have sin or to be wrong. There is some value in saying like, even our head, you know, the one that we're trying to emulate um, might have gotten something wrong and it wasn't the end of the world. And he, you know, didn't have shame about it. He didn't carry it around. He just fixed his attitude. And I don't think that's what's happening in that passage, but, you know, in an effort to sort of see the value in this expression, you know, in the body that exegesis, okay, you know, there's something there that maybe we could take that doesn't, that doesn't need to undermine the rest of what we believe about who Christ is, you know? I do think he was intent. I think he was intentional when he did it, but you know, if he wasn't, it worked out anyway. So isn't that just? I think Jesus was intentional to, in most in things he did. he did. Yeah, but like even if he wasn't, then God is still good. A good example of Jesus being intentional when he walks on the water in is it Matthew or Mark? I think it's in Matthew. He says he meant to pass by them. So I always get this image of like Jesus sending the disciples away while he like disperses the crowd. And then in his head, he's like, bro, I'm going to walk on the water and they're going to freak out. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, just an example of him being intentional. Yes, he was quite intentional. Well, there you have it. That was our knee-jerk reaction to a controversial headline. A family conflict. And I think maybe responses to it. I think we can like read the articles or something next time. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I did watch the video. Oh, okay. You had his, more than I did. And I just, I gave you the synopsis. Maybe next time we share the article or the video with each other so we both can watch it. Yeah. Maybe it just depends on what it is, too. Maybe we try next time. Yeah. I don't well, know. I think we could post this. this we can post it. Okay. All oh. right. That's fine. All right. Fine. So let us know if you have, if there's anything interesting you see as you're scrolling through your, as you're doom scrolling, then go ahead and shoot it our way. Our email is sibrivalries at gmail.com. Tell people our Twitter. Our Twitter handle is... It's... Oh. Our sib... Our, <laughs> our Twitter... Uh, <laughs> do people still call it a handle, Caleb? I think we're old. Username? Twitter <laughs> handle? No, that works. Twitter handle. Okay. Our Twitter handle is sibrivalries, plural. And uh, yeah, if you shoot us a message or just tag us in something, then we'll check it out and um, and give you yeah. another one of these little gems. <laughs> or Instagram or whatever. Whatever or you... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you're on. And then and if you find any entertainment, like and subscribe. It helps other people find us too. And, uh... and look out for our next episode coming out next Tuesday on the Old Testament commandments. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Peace. Peace.